Welcome back, Mandy. Yay. Our sixth final show. Sixth and final show. Which uh, these have been really great shows for everyone to pay attention. And I've always said on this show that there's a lot more than swinging a hammer. Oh, 100 percent. There's so much more than swinging a hammer here. So I'm so I'm so grateful that you've come on board and shared all these stories and shared all this insight, which is amazing. And I particularly love this last one that you want to tackle, which yeah. is our purpose, our purpose of life. Like, why, why are we here? What are we here for? And all that stuff. So I want to dive right into that. But I want to share everybody www.mandyjross.com, Mandy at mandyjross.com, and on social media, Mandy J. Ross. Uh, all over social media. You can, you can get great insight, watch great videos, content on YouTube, all over LinkedIn. That's how I found you on LinkedIn, uh, but also on, on TikTok and Instagram as well. Yes. But let's talk about. I mean, I want to begin with by obviously Confucius wrote back in 550 BC, we have two lives. The second one begins when we realize we only have one. Yes. A lot of people don't really realize that. They take for granted the most important asset we have, which is time. They really do. And not everybody's in that category, but I feel like a lot of people think that they can put off certain things till the next day, tomorrow. There's always Some, time. There's always like this someday, right? And that's very stoic of you to quote him. But, <laughs> you know, I like the actually thinking like a stoic because it taps us back into realizing that we're in control of ourselves. Um, there's no one to change but self. And also, I think there is something to be said about simplifying life. I find like when I've studied stoicism, I like it because it, it kind of strips back the layers and brings us back to basics. And I think in order to figure out what we want to do, it's not about adding all this stuff. It's like stripping it back so we figure out who we're really meant to be. Do we hide? I mean, there is that theory that there's the version of you that belongs to your significant other. There's a version of you that belongs to your family. And yeah. then there's the version of you that belongs to your friends. And then I guess there's the real you. Yeah, I think that it can be really, I, I wouldn't say that we all hide. I think that it can be easy at times. And this is the fallacy. I think we think it's easier to show up as the version of ourselves that we think other people want us to be. But in reality, that's actually harder for us to do. And that's why it leads to such disconnect within ourselves. That's why we feel so unfulfilled or unfulfilled or unfulfilled, okay. unfulfilled when we don't feel like we're living our purpose. It's like a, and sometimes that happens later in life, but for some, some people that can happen earlier where they really figure out like what their uh, unique, let's say genius is, and they really go all in on that. Sometimes things like par parents can be a huge influence, like this is what you're meant to do, or you know, following in mom or dad's footsteps, or what you think mom or dad wants you to be, or very sometimes commonly what parents project onto their children. Yep. Sometimes there's the I didn't make it, so you need to, or or the other common one is like, well, this is what we do for our business, our family business. And there's that pressure that you must take it over or go into the same thing or whatever that, that story is. Right. So I think, I think it's important to become aware, like everything boils back to just being more conscious, right? More, more aware of how you're operating in your day-to-day -day life. Are you showing up in a way that feels authentic to you? Are you showing up in a way that you feel like you have to play roles for different people 
because like I could say my personality type, I'm definitely a chameleon in that I, I mesh really well with different groups of people very easily, but I'm always authentic Mandy. Yeah. I always show up as myself and I fit in, but I don't fit in based on other people's uh, validation or acceptance. I, f I come as I am and I, I'm respectful of the environment I'm in. There's a big difference, right? So when we're talking about significant others and we're talking about like all the different people you're involved with at work, obviously you're going to wear a little bit of a different hat for each one, but are you showing up as your truest authentic self? How do we stop that, that, that hiding, that uh, pretending, I guess, to try to fulfill other people's needs? From my own experience and what I see commonly or the most is you just get to a point of burnout. You start to burn out because your soul feels like it's dying the more and more and more you try to please everyone else outside of you. Your soul always knows. You always know. You know, when you go back to being alone with your thoughts, when you hit your head, we all do at night on that pillow, you know you're lying to yourself. You know that you're not really living an authentic, honest, truthful life. And sometimes you can do that. Sometimes people go their whole lives like that. They play a role or they sometimes have double lives or like they, 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 they try and figure out a way to, to navigate coming outside of who they truly are meant to be. And it's, it's really unfortunate. It's a sad thing when you can't live as who you truly are based on what you're fearing other people are going to think about you. And again, the fallacy is that if you actually lived in your authenticity, if you actually lived your truth, you would attract people who genuinely love you for who you are. When you're playing a role, you're actually having people fall in love with who they think you are. They're not possibly falling in love or like not that you need that that's the thing too like i think part of this puzzle like you know the elephant in the room is you have to start by loving yourself and accepting yourself for who you truly are not who you believed yourself to be based on other people's opinions of you you need to actually love who and that's one of my like one of my missions in life is literally to help people own and love who they truly are. I even have that as one of my slogans. I want to help every person who I come in contact with, if I can, to really own and love who they truly are because I did not feel earlier in my life, I, was, I would say, another way put, I felt insecure in fully showing, up, showing who I was and really like allowing myself to fully blossom into who I am and showing up authentically. It's interesting that you said that basically people are, putting this facade and they're attracting the wrong people into their life when they were truly who they were they'd be attracting a far better group of people into their mm -hmm. life but i think it goes back to our insecurities and our yeah. fears and social media has basically compounded that to death how everyone needs to be a certain way or a certain image or perfect Everything in your life has to be going perfectly. You must be hugely successful with the right partner, have the perfect life, which is all BS. It's not, that's not what life's really all about. The life is about having faults, having fears and overcoming them and appreciating them, learning from them and then moving forward. So one of my affirmations is actually my life is heaven 24 seven. <laughs> Okay. That is one of my affirmations. Again, I think that the more we think in favor of what we want to create, it's probably going to do us a service. 
That's not to say, I mean, there is a level of manifestation that requires you to literally be delusional. Yeah. And there, and I say that because if you think of the, the visionaries, the people who truly are living in their highest purpose, and I'll just refer to some of like the world's most well-known entrepreneurs, other people think they're like bat bleep crazy. They think they're crazy, but they're living in their authentic truth. I respect that because they're living their authentic truth. They don't care what that person and that person caring. and that person and that yeah. person and that person. They couldn't care less. Can you find your purpose at any age or do you need to have enough life before you start discovering your purpose? I think, it, uh, interesting enough, this is a beautiful question. I think most of us actually know our purpose when we're I just got like sensations in my body. I know y'all are used to this now, but it's because like these things come to me. So I do believe that we actually discover our purpose when we're children. And again, a lot of times what happens is we get pulled out of it or taken away from what we're truly meant to be. I'll give a perfect example. When I was uh, five years old, I believe, my parents gave me a plastic play school tape recorder and I would run up to strangers and interview them about themselves. <laughs> Naturally. That's literally just what I did. Same with, I would get up. I remember this. My mom will joke about it. I literally used to get up in front of the TV screen and I would pretend to like be Vanna White or I'd be presenting. Like I would emulate these, these, these other older females uh, from myself or actors or actresses. Like I would always be performing things. Also always wanted to be, when I was little, I wanted to be a famous singer. So I was always like singing and performing and doing all these things. And then lo and behold, I end up going to school for journalism, end up interviewing people for a living, end up, performing per se on you know stages and or you know doing tv hosting so it's funny because i think we have those little moments when we're children and i've i've seen ted talks done on this there's one woman i don't remember the darn it i don't remember the name of it or what it was but basically it was surrounding this idea that in life we have these kind of light bulb moments especially in childhood when we're kind of showing these things that are really, really authentic to who we are. And like, I think it was the same thing with her. It's like she had these moments in her childhood. Life took her all like all over the place. And she ended up doing back, coming back and doing what she was doing at, at such a young age in some form. And I think for a lot of us too, especially because I know a lot of y'all listening or watching are in the construction um, industry, I feel like, there's an element here that needs to be discussed around creativity. Creativity is in all of us. I don't yes. care what you do for a living. We're all creative sure. beings. I totally agree. You have to be able to express yourself creatively. Now, I know some people who maybe creatively work with numbers. So it doesn't look like art, but they're creative in their approach to it. And therefore, that's their creative outlet. There's people who use paint. There's people who use, I mean, myself, like I love content creation. Like I just, everything about like, all, putting it all together is such a like and same with music you know for other I've people i've said it over and over that a framing crew or a concrete crew when yes. they're all in unison it's a symphony yeah when they're all on the same vibe it's a symphony it's just it's majestic it's you it's almost as harmonious if you're, yeah you're harmonious. sitting in, in a theater and you're yes. watching this but the only difference is the theater is life and it's a job site it's always been artistic expression to me totally i mean what is building it's exactly what it is it's creating yes 
It was funny because I, I thought about the questions you asked me in the beginning of our journey with the 12 questions and like one of your favorite words, I said design. Um, same feeling for me as uh, create, like create, like that word itself just breeds like, yay, you know, for the soul. Our souls are meant to create. That's what we're born to do. So when we're talking about purpose, I think it's important to ask, like, what are you creating in your world? And I always go back to, it doesn't mean you need to be a public figure. It doesn't mean you need to create to the world at large. How are you being creative in your day-to-day? How are you being creative at home? How are you being creative in your work, you know, environment? How are you being creative in other places you're, you're, you're appearing or, or showing up at? Like, creativity is such a magic, I I love that word, but it's such a magical, powerful energy that we all have inside of us and it needs to be honored, it needs to be celebrated, it needs to be released. So, you know, if you're sitting there and listening or you're watching and you're like, well, where do I begin? How do I tap into my creative, um, creative abilities? I mean, honestly, it starts with experimentation, but you have to be willing to try things, right? Like, and you might fail at first. You might, you, you know. You will fail. You, you, I mean, different degrees, right? Like some people might stumble on something and they're really good at it and they just never knew. Like that does happen yeah. as well, right? They just never allowed themselves because maybe they were told that arts is stupid. I don't know. Maybe they were told that they're not talented artistically in one area. So they kind of crossed off all the rest. Like whatever that looks like. Tap into your creative side because your creative side probably is going to be connected to your purpose in some way. Do you believe that everybody, that journey to discovering your purpose is circular? Uh, In what? In what, what, like you mentioned, that how you started as a child, you started as a kid, and all of a sudden you had these passions of interest that you wanted to go, and that's what it was gearing towards. And then all of a sudden, like yourself, you're a child, you had a toy recorder, and now you've actually, as an adult, doing it for legitimate purposes as a career. And so I believe the same thing. But what happens is life. Life gets in the way, and that circle now starts to have these little forks in the, in, in the sphere. So right? to answer your question, I think... Working with your hands is demanding. You demand gear that works as hard as you do. Now get it only at Work and Wear. Offering the best in workwear since 1975. From Coolworks ventilated work pants to keep you cool, to mesh and survey vests to keep you safe, including harnesses from $49.95 and top name safety footwear by Timberland, Keen, Kodiak, Terra, and Blundstone, just to name a few. Only at Work and Wear in Markham, Scarborough, and Whitby or workandwear.ca. I'm going to say yes and no, because I think we're showing in childhood. I think there are circumstances where a lot of times our parents have a lot to do with it. Like you'll see children who know what they truly, even though they're little and, but their parents can recognize what their passion is. And the parent is not selfish. And I'm, I'm using that term, you know, forgive me if, if, if that is not, if that triggers you, I'll say. But basically the parent takes themselves outside of that and goes, wow, I can recognize this child has a gift for this. No matter what I want for them or no matter what I think they should do, I'm going to honor that gift in that child and celebrate it and allow them to flourish in that gift. So no, in that sense, I don't think it's circular. They can have a path where they start with that and they keep going and going and going and they honor that throughout. There are a lot of scenarios, however, and this is why a lot of times people will wake up and they're like, oh my gosh, I hate what I'm doing or I, I, I'm so lost. Like, 
what am I doing? Why have I been in this job for so many years? Like it's soul deadening, but that's, there's something that happens in there. And I wouldn't just say life. I would say there's a lot of different things that can come up. Sometimes the timing maybe feels kind of off for somebody, you know, or finances or like, and that does, I know that I guess those could be categorized as life, but there's so many individual stories of things that yes, you can come back around, but there's also scenarios I feel like where some people never come back. I was going to ask you, um, I also get the sense that sometimes you don't discover your purpose or you don't achieve what you're going to ultimately end up doing where it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like a passion. It's an extension of yourself because you aren't mature enough yet. Yeah. You need to, I guess, get rid of all the other things that are possibly distracting you first. Yeah. Then you can stay focused. And until you're ready to be truly focused, then you can be mature and take you down that path you really yes. want to be. The word discipline comes to mind when you're saying this. Yeah. Like, if you don't have a level of maturity where you can have the discipline it requires to hone that gift you've been given, it doesn't just have to be creative. I'm just saying in general, whatever your purpose is, I like to think of it like this. I think we are all born with a purpose. I think that's the framework. Within the framework you have the power to decide how you're going to, I guess, manifest or allow that to show up in the world. So for example, like I do think we're all given a God, like this is, again, I'm not projecting my religious beliefs on anyone, but I do think we're given like a God-given purpose when we're born. And what happens is we generally have somewhat of like, a, a, I'm like, I don't know why, I'm like itching and so this is hilarious. Um, what happens is we have this uh, path that basically is set up for our lives, but we're allowed to navigate on our on our you know on our way towards whatever that goal is, that destiny we'll call it. So this is the thing, though, and I wrote this as one of my quotes as a writer: "When everything flows in synergy, you know you're on the right path." What does that mean? Well, when you are feeling totally at peace and in alignment you know you're gravitating towards what you're truly meant to be doing. It's when we, now this can be arguable because I do believe there's no mistakes in life, so I do think everything's meant to be. When we, when we navigate off our, let's say, main path that we um, are working towards to get to our end goal, I look at it like this. You're never actually navigating off your path Sometimes you're just taking a detour and sometimes you need to take those detours to then kind of get you back on that main path. Mm, yeah. Those are, you know, AKA the life lessons that you're talking about that are required in order for us to actually get to where we want to get to. I can say for myself, I've generally always known roughly what it is. Like I would say prop, like, I mean, there's the childhood things, right? But I mean, like, um, like really honing in on what I want to do. Like I'm still discovering that. And I think that's a, that's a, an important thing to note is like, you can always evolve in what you want to do with your life, but it generally usually is in a similar direction of like this path. Right. So that's why I say, I think that the path is kind of set forth and what we're kind of in a general area meant to do is set out but 
what you end up becoming in the process and what you end up doing in that kind of like sphere of the kind of person you're meant to be in this life for, for yourself and others, that can that can differ depending on your passions, that can differ depending on what you're going through, like all those things like it's just a generalization of the kind of purpose you have, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. Yeah. Um, do we create our own purpose or are we basically thinking that outside forces are controlling all of that path and it should just be dropped off on our front doorstep like it's an Amazon package? I like that you use that as a metaphor because I use that for manifesting a lot, actually. Like when you set it and forget it, yeah. that's what I call it. When you plant the seed that we talked about in the other episode, go watch it on manifesting. <laughs> yeah. um, but when we, when I talk about manifesting, I actually, because we can talk about manifesting to be in alignment with this um, figuring out your life purpose. Because, I mean, you're manifesting your, your dream job, we'll call it, your dream passion purpose. Um, and I will say I do believe that your passion is your purpose. One of your passions is ends up being your purpose. Yes. So there is that correlation there. Um, what I would say is, I, I did it actually a whole YouTube on this. I do believe we have a higher power that dictates, this is just my personal belief, I do think we all have a the, the God-given sort of path that's set, that set out for us. Again, I think that we get to determine how quickly... And we get to determine exactly detail-wise within that framework of a general sort of idea of what our life purpose is meant to be. Um, I think we can be our own best navigator and our own worst navigator. Yeah. That's that's my kind of thought around it. Is any of it true? We can't prove it. I can't prove to you that we are born with a God-given purpose, but that's my belief. I like to believe that, you know, God does, or a higher power, if that's what you believe in, or whatever. Um, but, but I guess like a GPS, like a guidance. Like yes, and that's why I say this quote, when everything flows in synergy, you know you're on the right path. When, when you are going towards what I believe is your God-given purpose, things start to align really quickly. Things and sometimes, sometimes though they talk about like I mean this is more getting a little biblical, but you know there's the different seasons of our lives, right? So sometimes things can take a little longer if they are not ready to manifest, if they're not ready to happen for you, and in those periods, I think doing heavier self work, like we talk about, actually all the episodes are kind of coming up now, like yeah. dating yourself, focusing on, on getting your mental health in check, focusing on your emotional well-being, um, not being impatient, not looking at your current circumstances, not dwelling on the negative. It's staying focused on the end goal and knowing, you know what, I know I have a purpose for my life. And I think those periods for me too, when I've felt kind of a little bit of a slower season in my life i'll say i think experimentation like really diving into experimenting with different things in, in positive things has allowed me to figure out what i do like and want more of and the opposite mandy is it inevitable like if we were to sit down as an adult and we're still trying to figure out our purpose and we're trying to figure out why isn't my life what I really want it to be. And if we sat down and started thinking back to our childhood and started thinking, what what made us really happy? Yeah. We just haven't achieved that yet. So are we thinking that it's just inevitable that you are going to get to that place, whether or not you get to it tomorrow or 10 years from now, that's how focused you stay? 
The optimist in me wants to say yes. I do think there's a degree to which if you keep repeating the same things that are doing a disservice to you, it's going to take you a lot longer. Potentially, you might never get to that final destination of a purposeful life or a meaningful or fulfilling life because you're, you're, you usually are just not doing yourself, you're doing yourself a disservice in some way. Like whether that's the limiting beliefs, whether that's just allowing yourself to stay stuck, like stay wherever you are and not progressing. This is what you feel you deserve. Yeah, like if you're not, if you're not trying to grow in any way and you're expecting to like have your purpose land in your lap, no, I don't think that's ever going to happen Never for gonna you. Ha- I totally agree with you. You know, like you have to do something about this. Yes, exactly. Like, and that's why I say it's almost a simultaneous, like even when I, I'll use a relationship for a perfect example, because it, it really does give context to this. When you're manifesting, say, an ideal, because I've helped people manifest their specific person, like their ideal mate, when you're trying, not trying, when you are on the process, in the process of attracting in like your soulmate, your your success, your specific person, your your that person for you, right? It's a simultaneous co-creation. It's a co-creation, which is what a lot of people forget, which actually works in can work in your favor to think like God and the universe has my back. Things are actually rigged in my favor. It's going back to the positive belief. But you have to do the work yourself too. This isn't sitting back and going, oh, it's just going to land in my lap or like, oh, my my life purpose is going to show up at my doorstep. So no, I don't think it's like Amazon where you just like, put it out there like, oh, I want to have a dream job. And then you do nothing about it. Well, no, that's not going to, it's, I can assure you it's going to take a heck of a lot longer, a hundred percent. And if you ever do end up getting there, I don't even know. It might, it might hit you in the face and you might not even know if you haven't done the inner work. You know what I'm saying? So no, I don't think it's as simple as just saying like, I just, I want to, I, I, I want to figure out what I want to do with my life. I think you need to be proactive. Yes. I think you need to be investigatory and figure out like you need to just get really curious. Like curiosity is, I mean, I'm just going to say, so when I was little, my granny Ross nicknamed me, why does? Because like literally like as a little joke, not literally, she used to call me Mandy Kins actually. But, but, but she would say, I used to say, because I would constantly walk around as like a two, three year old at one point. I was like, why does this happen? Why does, 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 And you know what? You know what, folks? I've never stopped being curious. I've never stopped being curious. I literally question everything in my life. And that honestly is partly why I feel like I've been able to figure out my purpose at such a younger age because I've always remained curious. I'll never stop asking questions. I mean, I grew up to question people for a living as well. Um, (laughs) You know, like there's a lot of alignment there. But I think when we can get curious about ourselves, about the world around us, that is that like extra kind of juice that we need within ourselves to start figuring out things faster. And when we do that, it's a lot easier for us to tap into what our true purpose is. So people call me today, they call me Manito because I like mojitos. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a little different than mine. Then why name. does? I want to ask you, are there signs? 
should we be paying attention to signs in our life? There's a yes. So it, it's kind of how we we met, right? And how we cross paths. So it's the same thing. I've I've seen it in life. You cross paths. You, I come across certain traits people that I work with, and we get along really well for the most part. I there's probably been a small percentage of traits people that I don't get along with because yeah. they want to build a certain way, and I don't want to build that way. So there are little things that kind of connect us. Yes. That also help us project. To where we need to get going. Yes. I talk about this all the time. I literally like, I mean, my other pseudo name is Magical Mandy. <laughs> but like, I'm sure that's really hard to believe. Um, I like literally on my smart, on my phone all the time, take pictures of signs. It's, I believe that signs are always available to us. There is a higher thing. We'll call it, I, you know, whether you call it God, like I do, or a higher power, there's always something at play around us that is, we're co-creating with and you when you're open to it and you're ready for it you will be so naturally led it's not even funny I literally see signs every day like non-stop because I'm so the all-new Kohler home generator the most powerful the most durable most customizable and the quietest home generator you can buy when it counts count on Kohler so open to that now I'm so receptive to that kind of guidance I actually ask God in the universe for guidance all the time and I put it out there I put it up there I put it to a degree in my mindset where I'm like, I know I'm co-creating, so I also need to take ownership in my life and take care of becoming the best version of me at all times. But I also have such a, such a, an unwavering belief in my faith that things are rigged in my favor, that I am meant to do something huge in this world. Those are beliefs that I have about myself. And I know simultaneously when I hold those beliefs and I'm open to the signs, things start to connect so quickly. Like you said, the right people, the right opportunities open up, the right experiences happen for you. Everything opens up. The world is an expansive place of limitless opportunities for you. And I, I say all these things on my social media all the time. I snapshot signs. I'll like what you focus on too. You'll find like, that's why the power of the mind is so critical. When you decide you want something for yourself, you can decide to be anything you want in this lifetime. I don't care where you came from. Again, don't care what your story is. It doesn't matter. Your history does not determine your destiny. As I always say, so you can be anything you want. If if you wake up one day and you're 50 years old and you go, hey, I really want to be a singer. I want to be a famous singer. Do you know how many times I've looked online and seen, you know, miracles, but they're not miracles. It's just the person has woken up and they have those, um, I like seeing there's sometimes these memes that'll pop up where it says like, you know, didn't write their New York Times bestseller till they were 60. Yeah. Didn't didn't start their podcast, their their award-winning podcast till they were 35. Didn't do like didn't win a Nobel Prize till they were like 82, whatever. You know, like at any given moment, you can decide you yeah. want change and that you want to be living in alignment. I will never stop telling people and teaching people how to own and love themselves. Your purpose is based upon you you have to I can say it truthfully, 
one of the equations I talk about a lot when it comes to finding your purpose, authenticity and true joy. You said it, when you're a child, you have moments where you're in such pure joy in what you're doing, you lose yourself. I know as an adult, there's certain times, like when I'm when I'm heavily immersed in content creation, I'm doing interviews, I'm even doing yoga modeling, like there's certain things that I do in my, in my adulthood now, I literally lose track of time, I forget to eat, I don't even know anything else that's going on because I'm so in my unique creative zone that I literally am like, you couldn't even pull me out of it. You know, like those are, but I'm so genuinely filled with joy in those moments. I know that's part of my purpose. I want to talk a little bit about uh, speed bumps and quitting. Yep. Life's life's life uh, situations. And how do we get back on track? How do we get back on our purpose? And we know that, but all of a sudden it could be losses. It could be whatever. and, And then you don't feel right to keep trying at that so i want to share actually um one of if it i would highly suggest everybody listening or watching my favorite if not my favorite it's literally for life will be one of my like top five books that you must read is man's search for meaning by victor Victor. e frankel my father gifted me with this book and it's one of the only books I've read more than once because every time I read it, I take away new wisdom. It is so brilliantly composed, just the nutshell of it and very contextual to this conversation. The first half of the book, Frankel was a, uh, a Holocaust survivor, went through the concentration camps and it was crazy because I actually went to Poland and I went there and I'd read the book. So it was very interesting seeing that. Long story short, he goes through the absolute most horrendous, tragic, you name it, losing his entire family, all of it, gets out of, gets out of that. Tries, starts to rebuild his life and he comes up with this, um, let's say concept called logotherapy. Logotherapy, you, you've read the book? Yep. Okay, okay, so you get it. So logotherapy is based on this principle around we all need a purpose or a meaning in life in order to, let's say, live optimally. The people that are prone to addiction the most, that are prone to, let's say, other unhealthy things in their lives are the people who have lost and or never discovered their purpose or meaning. And, you know, I I reference as well, like my dad is a psychotherapist, works with a lot of addicts, especially males. It's very, uh, it's very prevalent when he works with clients and just addict, not just with my dad's practice or whatnot, but just in general, a lot of people, most people I would say who are, numbing themselves or who have addiction to things have lost or never even found a purpose or meaning for your life. Because if you're waking up in the morning and you are not jumping out of bed to do something you absolutely love and feel like you're giving back to your world in some way, chances are you're probably going to end up depressed and that's going to lead to destructive, unhealthy behaviors. So I do want to also say that um, addiction could also be comfort. Mm-hmm. not necessarily just an external vice like a drug or an alcohol or whatever. it could be just like you are complacent you are just yeah fine life is fine fine is and one of that's it's that's the bad f word yeah in my opinion that yeah. is the actual worst f word is fine how are you i'm fine fine is not a way of being that's not healthy 
Fine is not what anyone should aspire to be. If you're fine or you're constant, another one I find people use a lot is just, I'm busy. Mm. How are you? Oh, I'm busy. What kind of meaningful life is busy? What does that mean? And I'm not saying it to harp on anyone. I've used that in my past too. There's more to your but, life. But just being busy for the sake of being busy is not meaningful. It's not fulfilling. And you're not going to be feeling like you're contributing to something outside of yourself. And I honestly do believe there's a couple of like prime beliefs I have around what we're or around purpose, right? I do believe that we're all meant to do, to give back in some way outside of ourselves. I think it's a human, part of the human experience that we all must contribute in some way because, you know, in my Mandy's world, I do believe we're all brothers and sisters in a global family. And I think there's a, an author, a very uh, popular entrepreneur, his content's great actually, um, Evan Carmichael, he's a really popular YouTuber. I interviewed him on my YouTube channel and on my podcast. And our interview was, um, at least one of them was all about, he had come out with a book that was all about serving and how we're all born to serve. And, you know, whether you're religious or not, that's another thing, you know, uh, a lot of, most religions have a, a component of serving because there's something to be said when you're outside of yourself and you're contributing to a greater give, uh, good when you're giving back in some way. And I don't just mean money. Like people nope. sometimes always... Time. Time, energy, effort, quality, whatever that thing is, your gift, your unique gift. I always say this, if you're not living in your true purpose, you're actually doing a disservice to yourself and you're doing a disservice to this world because there are people in this world who need the gift that you've been given and only you can provide. You're not providing it. You're doing a disservice to yourself and the world. You're not living authentically and you're not contributing in the highest way that that you were born to do. I love it. Those are all my questions. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we have everything solved. Then. No, we no, didn't solve I'm anything. There's joking. so much more. It's no, just- um, I'm just, I wrote some notes down too. I'm just saying, oh, here's a good one. And you know what? I think we should both talk about this because I know from yours and my conversations previous to the show, you know, there's a level of reinvention. And I think that's something that's really important to talk about because especially being that you, you're, you're a living, breathing, walking example of coming from the construction age, uh, industry. And you use the metaphor of the circle. I do believe the cycle of life kind of metaphor. You went to school for something creative. Yep. You then ended up in construction. Correct. If you don't mind sharing maybe why or how that came to be. And like, I'd love to learn and maybe the audience, you know? Well, yeah. So, I mean, I actually in high school was studying architecture. Mm-hmm. My last year of high school... I lost the interest in architecture and I gained the interest in filmmaking. So I switched gears last minute and I went to study film. I didn't like it at first. And that's why I posed the thing about maturity. So I left in the first semester. I just said, this is not for me. And then I ended up just working. And then I ended up getting into uh, filmmaking three years later. At that point, I felt, okay, I was mature enough, went to filmmaking, went to school and loved it. And then I experienced that, met lots of great people and was connected to that creativity side of me that was always in my my childhood. I mean, I could easily remember me like I, we've all been to elementary school and you all got to stand outside for a line to get back into the school when recess is over. Every kid's 
messing around they're playing around whatever i'm daydreaming i'm visualizing scenes of of stories and that's what i was doing so i was always that little kid doing that thing so i embraced a film school then and then i did film yeah exactly imagination i did i did film school for 10 like film business and film school for about 12 13 years um but then the industry kind of shifted and changed and recession hit and then i bumped it to somebody and they were in construction i got into construction moment i got into construction i started being creative with it i just said i started asking why isn't anybody doing this and you got to remember this Curiosity. is this is 15 years ago nobody was on social media construction wise 15 years ago nobody was even entertaining it construction was boring back then right and most parts now it's still boring but i mean it wasn't too long ago that construction started going into um creativity angles of things and then social media came along i embraced it i started doing it and then it was almost a hesitation to do this show because i knew what was involved to do this show Mm -hmm. the way that i wanted to do it so then i i brought my elementary school yard kid in me Mm -hmm. to this and to anything i've done regarding creativity imagination curiosity creativity exactly and so that's why yeah sure it's a circle because there's other things that have been posed on the table where there's other opportunities that i'm i'm now seriously entertaining and i go back to the maturity part of it and i i look back and i'm like you know what i'm not the same person that studied film and storytelling back then yeah i'm completely different and life has shaped me to that person good or bad it has yeah so now i think i'm ready to start sharing the stories and mm-hmm. the good thing is that construction has been a, a critical part of that so construction has this limitless creativity to it but nobody for the most part taps into that yeah they yeah. don't they think it is literally just swinging a hammer, and it is not. And it was really embracing when I wrote my book and I started sharing it to the construction community to discover so many other tradespeople that had a story in them or had a creative idea for a TV show or something like that. Like people had this extra creativity component to their life that was outside of the swinging the hammer. And I've encouraged everybody that's approached me and spoken to me embrace it. See? Embrace it. How different would our world be if people allowed themselves to be tapping into that creativity? Be far better. Way more, yeah. uh, way more entertaining, way more beautiful, in my opinion. And who yeah. you would inspire and who else would be coming up with but another idea. This is idea. why we go back to these fundamental. Are you living your authentic truth? You have to ask yourself, like, are you waking up passionate every day? Do you actually love what you're doing? A lot of people don't. No, most and, people And don't. I'm not saying this is like, not to harp on people who are trying to just make ends meet to like, we ha- we hear this conversation all the time on LinkedIn. It's like the side hustle versus like the day to day. They hate their job, but they need to provide for their family. Start small. If there's any advice, I think between the two of us, like it's not like, and I've, I've had to self-discover this whole purposing for myself too. Like I've had to, there's so many times I've navigated, like the first thing I wanted to be, I mean, when I was, really little you heard the the stories but my initial like job i always want to be a famous singer that was my things my dad and i always had our singing things together and i loved i was always singing my mom said like no matter where i was i don't know from the time i was in a crib all the way like on the back of her bike anywhere and everywhere i was always singing i was like this happy little singing girl everyone knew and then 
my grandfather was a judge. So for the, for many, for many years in my childhood, I don't I guess that was just one of those stories, right. That kind of just was ingrained in me. Wanted to be a corporate lawyer. That was like the thing that I always wanted to do. Got to high school, decided, Hey, like journalism sounds kind of like it encompasses everything that I like to do, uh, from the entertainment aspect to the TV and the, the media, the content creation. I knew there was something there. So I explored journalism, went to school for journalism, graduated with honors, but then social media was very popular. So it was less about, you know, the, the, the classic road of going to a newsroom and thinking, no, how can I become like a digital creator? Yeah. And that's how sort of the, but then there's another side of me that I had to honor. And this, I'll share this story. Cause this is like, this was one of those kind of light, uh, not light bulb, but, um, kind of life-changing moments for me. So believe it or not, like a lot of people know me for yoga and like the flexibility and all that stuff now. But when I first started my journalism career, I was actually... Using digital platforms in our industry is becoming more common, especially among the young folks, because it improves efficiency, prevents mistakes, and overall makes our lives as contractors easier. This is why we partnered with Connect Team, a platform built to manage, train, and communicate with your team. Connect Team's desktop version gives managers a live overview of the business to track work hours, create schedules, make sure the business meets compliance, and so much more. Employees just download the app to their mobile to clock in and out, share safety reports, and get updates all in one place, ensuring they've got what they need to perform at their best. Connect Team has a free plan and a 14-day free trial. Try them today by checking out the link in the show notes. At the time, like this was this was only a few years ago, so it wasn't that long ago, but like Again, I know like you and I laugh about it, but there's still like some connotations around yoga and meditation around like it being a cult or whatever. Like people have their ideas, right? I know it's like I could laugh about it too, but it is what it is. Teach their own. Um, here's the thing though. I'll never forget the first time I was so afraid, not afraid, like scared. Cause I've always walked to my own beat. Like I've always been a very confident person, but from an industry perspective, I was reluctant to share a photo of me doing a really flexible yoga pose, even though that was a gift. Like, I feel like that is in part, I've practiced and I, I've done the work to get my body to that. And I'm very proud of the stuff that I'm able to do. But at the same time, you know, the whole attitude around, and this was when I was a little bit younger too. So like, just that thought of, oh no, what if I get judged? Like, that's, that's what stops a lot of us actually. Oh, everybody. From, from posting or from doing or, or exploring even that fear of like, oh, what if I'm judged? And I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to put this yoga photo up. It was one of the scariest things I've ever done in terms of like taking a risk of, of all I was known at the time for in my career was TV hosting, interviewing, reporting, and nothing to do with like coaching or yoga, health, wellness. No, no, no. It was strictly like, no, Mandy's like this entertainment, fashion, lifestyle, reporter, host, interviewer. And my whole feed at the time was all like that stuff. And I thought, you know what? Like, I just love yoga way too much. I love coaching too much. Like I love, I love self-development. It's it, that's who I am. That's my authentic self. So I posted this picture and funny enough, <clears throat> sorry. Right, folks, we're back. <laughs> Funny enough, that same picture was what ended up connecting me to so many people who thought that was the most incredible thing that has come from me. 
even more so than the other work that I'd done. So it was one of those, like, and it sounds funny to hear it being said, again, especially if you're someone who knows me for that actually part of who I am now. But at the time, my mind was in this state of thinking like, oh my gosh, this is like the scariest thing for me to reveal. That's, it was all authentic Mandy. Like both, both worlds were me, but that was a side of myself that I always kept private for many years. Like the self-development side of me, the, the, the person who's so passionate about like progression and that kind of stuff, this, the health and wellness. And it ended up being one of the most biggest catalysts of positivity in becoming who I'm truly meant to be in this world. So that's why I invite any of you listening, like if there's something that you know, either you're aware of that you are really, really gifted with, or you're still trying to figure that out. And you're just, you know that all you know is that you're not happy doing what you're doing. You owe it to yourself. You absolutely owe it to yourself not only to discover it, but to also share it. Because I can't tell you the number of people through my coaching work, my yoga, my positive content stuff that has nothing to do with that other stuff I was doing that have changed so many lives in the process. And not just the what I'm creating, but the fact that I'm living authentically is inspiring other people to live authentically too. One thing I always say and how I truly feel when you live authentically, when you are confidently stepping into your power, living your truth, you give permission to other people to do the same. Yeah, I believe that. And yeah. that, that to me is in part why I do what I do. I post lots of stuff that I'm sure people have all sorts of opinions, but you know who doesn't care about that? Me. And you shouldn't. And anybody who's trying to discover their purpose and, and do what they're y doing. You really do. Stop caring about you what really other people. Do. Yeah. You have to stop giving a you know what. I'm yeah. not going to say it, but you got to stop caring because they're, you'll never please everybody. I know that's a common saying, but again, I go back to this whole, think about all the most successful people in your, in your own version of success. I can guarantee at some point along their journey, they have stopped caring what anyone else is going to think about them. And I, and I also say this, the moment in which you stop caring about what people think about you and the way you live your life is one of the most liberating feelings in the world. And I only know it because I've experienced it myself. I used to care so much growing up so much about what other people thought about me. And it's like, I don't even recognize that woman. I, I don't even, I would never, like now I literally, I tell people straight up, don't care what anyone thinks about me or how I live my life. I'm going to do me. You do you, boo. We're both hopefully going to respect each other. I don't care what you end up doing. If it makes you happy, go do that thing. If I'm happy doing what I'm doing, why are you focused on my lane? Like nobody really, I don't attract people like that, but really like you also have to look at it like that. If you're com comparison, yes, that's another thing too. Like comparison is the thief of joy. You have to stop comparing your journey to anybody else's. You are on a, a very unique individual lane in your life. Your purpose is unique to you, not the person beside you, not the person down the street, not the person on social media. Focus on you. Focus on becoming the best you. And I guarantee you are going to feel less pressure to have to like, there's no aspiring to be anybody else. That's like such a, I think it's such a you know fallacy. What? If more people posted content that pleased you. Yes. It'd be a lot better out there. 
So much so. Yeah. So much so. So stop asking. I wonder if my followers will like this. Who cares? I love it. Post it. That's like, I think that is a metaphor for life. Yeah. Stop caring if this is, if this is something that other people love or like, I've, I, I've never lived my life like that. And I'm very like, I don't say it from a, a place of like being proud of it, but I mean, I think that in society in general, there's so many, um, pressures or, or I don't like to call them societal norms. Cause I think a lot of them are bat, bat bleep crazy, to be honest. It's just, they've just. Just because something's been told to you doesn't mean you have to follow it. No. Like, don't stop listening to all these outside voices. What the heck do you want? Like, tune into who you are and what you want. That's why we, like, you and I have said this multiple times now. What do you want? Ask yourself and actually sit for a minute and authentically answer that question. Don't answer it from a space of, okay, well, there's this, but, but this is going to please this person or there's this, but you know, so-and-so thinks this, or this is what my parents will think. This is what my friends will think. This is what you're never going to think like cares. Spoiler alert. You're never going to please everybody. No. The only person that matters about you pleasing right now is you. And I, I can almost bet the moment you start going towards a direction of what you really want. I know I say the word guarantee, but I, I like, because it's, it's inevitable. If you're living your authentic truth, you're going to start attracting things that are aligned with that version of you and not the fake version of you that you think other people want you to be that's actually doing you and those people a disservice because you're not living in your truth. I totally believe it. We're both sitting here, and I'm not saying, like, I haven't figured all my stuff out. And you never will. No, it's a it's a continual process. But what I can say is, for the most degree, like, I really do feel like I'm, I'm living and moving towards my life purposes. Because I think we say it as though it's one thing. But I think, as I said, there's, there's multiple hats we can wear. I know for my journey, I've worn many hats that I'm still putting on and taking off and experimenting with. And, you know, I try it on. Maybe it's good for a little while. And then I move on to the next thing. Are you not thinking about when you accomplish this? You already start thinking about what you're going to accomplish next. See, that's a that's a trap we can get into as well. With uh, No, completing it first and then moving on. And oh, yes, yes. I think there I have those kinds of stages yes. that are going on. Like, I, I know how long things take. Yes, so, that, that 100%. Yeah. I think that's another thing we need to to bear in mind is not getting into the logical brain. Cause you know how I feel about that. Don't logicize it. But, um, I would say that yes, things can take time and being, I don't, I hate the world realist. I hate the word realistic because that's way too open for interpretation. So I wouldn't say be realistic, but I think, I think everything has its season. Sometimes seasons could be a whole lifetime, but there are times that you need to learn a lesson or you need to experience, experiment and experience something for a, a limited amount of time. And that helps you to grow into the per person who can actually take on the purpose that you're meant to have too. So I think that's, that's something just to bear in mind when you're on this journey, there is no actual destination. Your purpose is not some like far-fetched out there destination. No. You're becoming your purpose at all times. It's whether you choose to see that process and journey as a a way for you to become that life purpose or if you're gonna if you're not gonna take advantage of it like we all have the same you know opportunity we'll call it um i know different life circumstances but again 
you have this life. What did we start with? The quote. Yeah. Right? What do you want to make of yourself? Like that to me is like what who do you want to become? How do you want to show up in this world? Because you have things within yourself that other people absolutely need. You were born for a purpose outside of yourself that can affect others in your life. And I don't necessarily say that you should think of it like you're meant to live for others because I think it's about serving yourself first and foremost and honoring your purpose. But your purpose, I can guarantee, is attached to something that will help the world at large become a better world. So in order to figure that out, you really have to ask yourself, like, what do you want? Because I, I, I would be shocked if your purpose doesn't lie in the marriage of you living your highest and most authentic state of being and what brings you true joy. But you have to discover yourself in order to even figure out what makes you happy. I just see it so many times, especially in construction and even in the film business, I saw it where so many missed opportunities Yeah, that you watch people because life has beaten them up a certain point. And I mean, I've been there as well, too, where you wake up and you have such an amazing, productive day and you accomplish so much. And then maybe the following week you have such a crappy day and you don't achieve anything. And those crappier days always push you down further than the fulfilling days pull you up. I definitely can can relate to this, especially actually being ADHD. Like there, because it's such a hyper energy that you deal with. Typically, not I mean, it displays itself in in different um, different ways. But as someone who does have that kind of energy level, a lot of times I've had to deal with um, energy management in my life. In and the reason why I say this is because whether you have ADHD or not, energy management is a real thing. And what can happen is sometimes when we have those days where we're completely on, everything's flowing in our favor, it's the best day ever, sometimes we naturally will have the the next day where it's like I used to not understand that, that like life is that high highs and lows. So your energy level is going to naturally shift. It's a matter of of you being aware of that so you catch yourself not getting stuck and dwelling on those days that maybe are not 100% the best days for you. You're feeling in, in I want to say this, get yourself out of the pity party. Get yourself out of the pity party. Like, everybody does that, right? It's okay to have it for a moment. Don't make it into more than that. Don't dwell on it because you're going to stay there. And if you stay there long enough, you're going to be stuck there. And if you get stuck there, I don't think you're going to be very close to finding your purpose. It doesn't exist in the puddle of poor me. It doesn't exist there. Your, your purpose is not lying in that puddle. Mandy, this has been an absolute pleasure. We've covered so much over these six shows and definitely encourage everybody to listen to all six. Uh, starting from the very beginning where we were touching upon everything and having a better this year, 2023. Yeah. And uh, talking about uh, mental health, emotional health, relationships. Yes. uh, Spiritual. Yeah. And now uh, your purpose. Yeah. I actually, um, I think it was on here. What else do you no, want to I had another, I had I'd written some loving, I actually wrote you guys a love note. And What's the takeaway today? I think today, I actually, um, hmm. 
I'll leave you guys with an affirmation. I'm such a huge fan of affirmations because, again, what we say to ourselves is, I am praying for y'all listening and watching that you tap into your true and highest life purpose first off. Um, as an affirmation, there's a couple that I feel like maybe just tap me into a better headspace, um, which will always work in your favor taking you towards a higher, better, positive path. Um, a few of my favorites are that everything is always working in my favor. Like I say that to myself a lot in life. Um, another one I love to say is, <sighs> my life is always perfect. And I know that might sound kind of like woo-woo funny, but the more you say it, you'll be surprised what kind of day you start to have. Or even something as simple as like, today is the best day of my life so far. If you actually start to repeat those kinds of things to yourself, you will be shocked at what kind of day transpires compared to anything less than those kind of sayings to yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, having a positive mental diet is what I call it. It's literally a mental diet. You feed your body, you need to feed your mind too. Um, having a positive mental diet, guys, will do wonders for your confidence. It'll do wonders for your authenticity and it will lay the grounds for you to start thinking differently and putting yourself as a priority because you have to prioritize your your health and your well-being and a purpose is so attached to that you know it really is if you're not living your purpose I can guarantee you're probably not in the happiest state and if you're not happy then like what What's the point in life, really? The people around you are not happy, too. Yeah, like I always say, life is meant to be enjoyed, not endured. I'm not saying, don't get that confused, life does require hard work at times, but you're supposed to enjoy your life. You're not meant, it's not meant to be this constant struggle, waking up like not wanting to get out of bed every day. Like what kind of life is that? And again, I'm not judging. I've had periods in my life where I've felt like that, but I've gotten myself out of the pity puddle, we'll call it, and I've learned to dance in the rain. Nice. Yes. Mandy, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing so much. Uh, www.mandyjross.com, Mandy at mandyjross.com, and all over social media. You can check out the videos. Those are really critical. That's where you want to send them first is the videos um, on I would say my website, number one. Why? Actually, I, I have a, a cup of positivity a newsletter that people can sign up for free nice. on my website. So they can do that, and that keeps them up to date with the latest news as well as all of the happenings uh, that I'm offering to y'all, um, plus just extra inspiration um, across social media on YouTube and even my podcast. It's all just, it's not just positivity. It's how to next level your life, your business, your relationships, your health, all of it. Um, yeah, it's everything to do with like how I even name the podcast is Pave Your Paradise. And I really try, again, my main two, I'd say there's a lot of missions I have in my life and many hats I wear to do that. But I would say across the board, you know, I really try to put out content that allows everything to do with what we talked about today, like that allows you to really own and love who you truly are. And that will allow you to figure out what yeah. that life purpose is. And, um, yeah, just being a life cheerleader to uplift everybody who crosses paths with my content. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to these six episodes if you got through all of them with us. Um, yeah, I'd love to be back on. This was amazing. For sure. We'll plan it. Thanks, Angelina. We're out of here. Thank you. Peace and love.